Well, hello, Daniel. Thank you so much for uh, meeting me today for my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your podcast. I'm looking forward to talking and chatting about uh, what's happening in the world. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, one of the things that immediately I knew that you were someone I wanted to talk with further after our initial meeting was the fact that you had that map behind you. That said a lot to me about you. So why don't you tell me what that means to you? So this is a map of the world, but it's also a map done of the world in graffiti. So what it means to me, I grew up in the South Bronx. So a little kid from the South Bronx has been able to travel places like Japan, Thailand, Israel, uh, Germany, uh, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, Mexico, uh, Dominican Republic. And so for me, uh, I have... I had the privilege and the honor, you know what I mean? Because not many do to get diverse in the world and fall in love with the world and, and fall in love with a global perspective, right? And I think what that did is, is expand not only my mind, my heart, but my spirit. It made me a better person, made, made me a better man, husband, you know, father, and hopefully mentor to many. And, and so I love, I understand, I, um, because many people grew up in the city and they grew up in their little spots where they at. And so what I've learned is as you expand your heart and your horizons and you allow yourself to go abroad, uh, it teaches you something bigger about uh, the world and about people themselves, right? And I think Absolutely. something about the human uh, person uh, learning it from a different perspective uh, and allowing yourself to have empathy and expand yourself with humility uh, for the world. So it means a lot to me because again, the graffiti stands from the grounds that I came to South Bronx, mm-hmm. the Boogie 183rd Webster, uh, and, and touching the world. And so we continually go in the world. Uh, I'll be in, in Belize in, in a couple of weeks and uh, uh, dealing with the Belize. And so it's been it's been wonderful. So tell me about that first experience. So like when you first actually traveled and went somewhere where something clicked and happened for you, like what was that like? Well, I was 18 years old and I went on a mission trip, 17 and a half, went on a mission trip to Mexico. Um, and I thought I grew up poor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I grew up on second eight, public assistance. My mom raised eight kids on her own in the South Bronx. Mm-hmm. So that's considered in America a pretty poor family. Well, when I went to Mexico and I saw people living in mud huts and and they so gracious because they invited me into their homes and dirt floors and plastic chairs that we would throw out in the trash here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they often you uh, just a tortilla, you know what I mean? With yeah. whatever they can find to throw at it and give it to you and so gracious and loving giving it to you it literally touched my life yes. it changed my perspective it changed my world so i went straight from mexico then i went to guatemala okay. um, i spent three months in central america part of my schooling and my college uh days um uh as a missionary uh because mm-hmm. my degree is in theology and so just learning how to uh just love people that that are not the people that you grew up and so when I went to Guatemala, there was two miles of garbage dump in Guatemala. Wow. And I'm standing on two miles. I mean, two miles is a long way of oh. just nothing but waste wow. and garbage and seeing birds fighting people 
for nothing. I don't even know what they were fighting them. And seeing how people will live in cardboard boxes on top of garbage yeah. broke my heart to understand, wow, I thought I, I thought I was poor because I had a wish me sandwich. You ever had a wish me sandwich? No, I've never oh, had that before. A wish, a wish me sandwich is a piece of bread and you wish something on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I grew up. I grew up. Like, the government cheese that they gave us, we hated it when we got it, but we missed it when it was gone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there was days that we were just like, I just wish something on this bread. But that, my mom would toast it and that's all we had. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you go to another country and you see the devastation of hunger and, and the fact that in our great country, America, we can do and be whatever you want to be, right? And you can right. have opportunities, even when you think there's not the opportunities, you can have opportunities um, in our country to, to really make ends meet. You know what I mean? And in countries like this, they don't even have the opportunity. It's not even available to them for them to go and just to a local wherever and get a job. You know what I mean? Right, right. They work yeah. on for whatever they sweat it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if they're not adverse in agriculture, right? If they don't know how to do um, uh, construction, if they don't know how to do these these different industries that they can get, get into um, to make their country better, then they're going to live in the side of a box. Right. You know what I mean? That's and what so, they're going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the, that was my first experience. And that bug, I, I can only, 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 only explain it like that bug that hits you internationally hit yeah. me at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I said, I got to learn more. And so my curiosity, I'm a curious person in anything. Anyway, I love history. Mm-hmm. And my curiosity for history was like, I need to go more. I need to go learn more. And, and so I've been allotted the opportunity and it's a blessing. And I count it an honor to yeah. go in, in places like Auschwitz, right? In Poland, right? And go to Warsaw and go to Krakow and be able to touch, touch taste and see with my own hands Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the tragedies that have happened in our histories right. uh, time and then being able to learn from that and grow from that and again sympathize with that uh, really changed me it really has so, so you were 18 years old when you first had that experience and you know a lot of kids that go abroad in high school or maybe like around that age maybe a little younger they'll go on school trips to maybe Europe or whatever but you having that experience at that age, already living in poverty in New York, something was different because your home life, you learned from your home life that my life is really pretty good comparatively, right? And so you really wanted to reach out and and expand on that and do more with it. And I think that learning and experience you had was so great. And I don't know, I don't want to sound like too far off with this but kids that are privileged that have these trips they go on them and it's just another trip of just good yeah. life but for you it was so deep and meaningful and that brings me to the point of that should be necessary for all kids especially kids who are not living the luxurious life of vacations every year but because when you come back you're different yeah. And it can change the community. It can really make a big impact on the bigger picture in our neighborhood, so to speak, you know? And so how would you propose something like this being given to other students who are 
um, not thinking that that could even be something for them to travel. Like, how would I, you like to see something like that happen? Because you are a testimony to what yeah, that can be. Right. And it's funny that you, you, you said the privilege side, because I've also seen trips and heard of people and been on a couple of trips in the last 20 plus years were going to these places and going for an experience instead of a mission. I think uh-huh. those are two different things, right? If I'm going just to have an experience, I can go have an experience and say, oh, I went to Mexico, but I stayed in a, a five-star hotel. <laughs> I ate great food. Well, you might as well go to California. Might as well go anywhere else and go. And so the, it has to be mission-oriented, right? Yeah. It has to be a purpose while you're doing it, right? And so for us, I'll be back in Honduras this February with Chrism Cup, their coffee uh, shop. And so we go with their leadership team and we're going to go build a house in Honduras, right? Wow. And so we're not just going to say, hey, we went to Honduras and we're going to, you know, I had a privilege of going with them this year and we don't stay in a five-star hotel. We don't eat. Five, we go and experience what the people experience because right. that's the mission. The mission is how can I be a part of the culture and not, because I think a lot of times we can get this mentality, I'm coming as an American to teach them something. Mm. No, they'll actually teach you something if you uh, if you in, in, ingrain, in, ingrain yourself within their community and what they do yeah. and how they live. And you can see the struggle from a different point of view. It's every we're going into 2020, and everybody, you know, I, I, I told I told my brother in the phone yesterday. I said in 2020, one to put on different glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, I mean I, hopefully, we're going to 2020 and saying I want to put on a gla- pair of glasses that I want to see from somebody else's point of view. Because a lot of times we go on it with a, such a selfish motivation and selfish motive that is like, oh, I'm going there because I'm going to teach them something and I'm going to get an experience. Instead of like, no, my motives and motivation going is so I can help them be whatever they need me to be and I can learn from them instead of them learning from me. That's a different heart. Different point now, are you taking kids with, like how, okay, so when you go, like how did you yeah. get together with what you're doing to go? So when I first went, well, this, this trip to Honduras is specifically to taking a group of, of, of business people and, and, and a team that runs a company that would never had the opportunity of understanding that there are other things happening in the world. So that hopefully why we go and do this mission of building this house, they come back and my, my, my heart is to take resources and put it in actual things that benefit people, right? I think a okay. lot of times we do projects and we take resources. And so I want to take people that have resources, mm-hmm. show them a different way how other people are living, then hopefully they can come back and say, what am I doing with the resources that I have? How God has allowed me to have these great resources. How am I utilizing them, right? Mm-hmm. It's something, and again, I won't mention names. It's something to give um, a, a nonprofit here in the United States where 80% of their nonprofit funds is going for administration and 24% is actually going to do work. It's right. something to do that and feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something else to say, you know what? I'm going to give 100% of my money to a group of people that are helping 100% of the people and that's all they're using the money for, right? Exactly. And so it's really allowing them to understand I, my resources can go longer and do more if I put them in the rightful place rifle hands, right, and actually see myself building a home that I'm paying for myself. Mm. And so Crimson Cup 
takes their own money and they bring all the materials and the groups of people and they literally build the house that there was no house within four days. So now you see my money is doing something because I'm using my own money yeah. to buy the own materials, bringing my own people there and we're building someone a house better than really what the house in that whole city would be. You know what I mean? Wow, wow. Um, yeah. So now I'm putting my money to work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of it is understanding how, how can I then take a kid from the inner city? So we'll do different missions trip where we take kids um, and we, we'll, 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 we'll do projects like building homes. We'll do projects like building like metal bathrooms. You know what I mean? So we, we, oh. we build outside huts, um, metal huts that they can just, literally, we have a regular bathroom. They don't, they have to have their outside huts and someone has to, you know, a lot of times they don't have the material just to buy three pieces of metal sheeting with a hole in the ground. And so oh, we'll okay. take kids to dig that hole and show them, you know what I mean? Hey, listen, you can go to the bathroom, a regular bathroom, have tissue. These people are going in a hole in the ground in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mission trips can be different types of mission trips. We take people, again, to, to, to go and experience something like Auschwitz and, and go to Poland and experience the tragedy that happened to the Jewish people, that's something that especially African-American and Hispanic kids have in common because, you know, my, my great-great-grandmother was a slave, you know what I mean? And yeah. so understanding from that point of view how we have a lot more in common with folks that were enslaved and killed than we don't have in common, right? Mm-hmm. And so that highlight wouldn't be highlighted unless I take someone to those grounds so they can see and touch and feel with their own selves. You know what I mean? So are you, how are you getting the kids? Like, or how do you, when you say take kids from the inner city, like, is there mm-hmm. a partnership you have? So w- with the wave itself, you know, with our gatherings that we do once a month, we gather people from all walks of life. Okay. You know I mean? And so that's a service gathering. We all have service. And so there's a lot of kids that come through the doors because we in this area they come to our doors and they haven't experienced the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They experience Columbus. They experience Whitehall. You know what I mean? And that's the experiences. And so we, 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 we do life with people. You know, I just don't want to take a group of people. I want to take a group of people that I'm doing life with that, it, that I know is going to have an eternal impact. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to do something with that impact that was in their lives, right? So when they come back, we want to continue in their lives, right? To again, hoping of saying, all right, now that you li- you don't live as bad as you thought you lived, right? Let's now turn our our thinking around. Just just changing the mentality, right? Right. Now I can take a guy that thought everyone was against him and the world was against him, or a girl that thought that everyone was against her, and she saw another group of people living a lot more, you know, and more impoverished and the more impoverished mindset that they are. I can take that person now and, and say, you live in the greatest country that the earth has seen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you can be whatever you want to be. And when you become whoever you want to be, you can now give back, right? But you can't right. give back something that you don't have. So let's work on your foundation and creating a mentality that I can be whatever I want to be. And then we put them on the right path on helping them become whatever they want to become, which is if it's the next CEO, great. If it's a doctor, great. If it's a lawyer, great. If it's a cop, great. Whatever you want to be, let's get you to be that first and let you to know that the only barriers a lot of time is us. You know what I mean? If we can move us out of the way and really jump into this, then once we gather resources, not to forget 
hey, I remember when I was 16, 17, 18 years old, 19, 21, and they took me to this place. Let me go ahead and sow a seed and sow funding so that this place continue to get hope. That is so impactful. I mean, because I think that's the best way to show kids how they can really contribute to this world is by having that change of mindset. Absolutely then, right. You know, and then going back and, and making a difference in the world. Now, I wanted to ask you also, what was the one thing that really made you realize certain things about you being an American, so to speak, like from your experiences? Because um, you always have that experience come back at you, yeah. like look at yourself differently, right? Yeah, and I think, again, standing in, in, in I think the, the first impact was standing in that dumpster uh, in, in Guatemala because I thought to myself, at this very moment, I'm I at this very moment of the time of the day that I was standing in that two mile radius of dumpster. I was like, I can be in New York, being who I am, and never realizing that this kind of lifestyle exists. exists and that epiphany really impacted me because I said, you know what? I did a lot of complaining. I did a lot of you know putting a lot of pressure on my mom because I was working at 11 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I come from a hard lifestyle in the sense when my mom had all five boys working. I was, my first job was 11 years old. Wow. So people asked me, when you was an entrepreneur, I said, I became an entrepreneur at 11 when I was delivering newspaper in Harlem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I saw my first person shot at 11 years old too. Wow, you know I mean? really? Over a bike, you know what I mean? And so I had two guns put in my head. And so growing up, even in that environment, when I got out of that environment, and figured out that there are people that are living literally in conditions that I never thought it, it possible. You know what I mean? An epiphany came to me and said, now everything my mom tells me, I'm taking to heart. Now I really could be anything. I can really can go to college. I really can go and be a CEO of my own company. And everything that at that moment I dreamed that I could be, I have become and more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I was able to see myself again outside of a a mindset of complaining, everyone owes me something. Yeah. So really, I am grateful. And so the heart of gratefulness and thanksgiving and humility coupled together. So you have to be grateful. A lot of times we're not grateful for the greatest country. And again, I say the greatest country because a lot of people are down on our country. You know, we hear from all kinds of people, oh, America, America. Without this country, you and I would not be who we are. You know what I mean? And we, and we are in a country that allows us to gather resources quicker than any other place in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I read a statistic uh, that if you make more than $10,000, you're richer than 80% of the world. Wow, 80% of the 80%. world. That means because we always look our our situation through an American lens. That's so like true. Like we are a small group of people. Do you understand yeah. the amount of people that are in the earth? Yeah. And we always think through an American lens, right? And when you can get yourself out of that American lens and say, man, I, I can gather, anyone, even working at McDonald's can gather 10 grand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's possible. You can gather that finance just so quick. Am I not saying that there's not struggle here? There's, there's struggle. You know what I mean? Am I saying that our family had everything? We didn't have everything. I had hand-me-downs. But... The fact that I had hand-me-downs and the fact that I still had a roof over my head and the fact that I still had bread or, you know, that powdered milk that, that, that we put in the water and made it to milk, you know what I mean? Yep. We right. had something. Mm-hmm. There's no one else in the world that has nothing. Nothing. 
There's a child somewhere in the earth today, got up this morning and has nothing. They have no clothes on themselves. They have no way to feed themselves. They don't know where their next food is coming There's from. There's no opportunity. There's it's no even possibility, no. right? Come, come on. And the fact that we have opportunity, possibilities, dreams that can be fulfilled, all our fingertips, gratefulness has to sit in, right? Yeah. Humility has to sit in, right? A heart of thankfulness and say, you know what? I'm thankful and grateful for what I have. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to stay here. That's one of the most beautiful things about yeah. where we at in society, especially in our country, is that I don't have to stay where I'm at. The bottom could be the start, you know what I mean? And whoever's listening today, if you feel like you're in the bottom, no matter how worse is your bottom, that can be your start and your springboard to take you to a, a greater top, you know what I mean? You sure can because you're in this country. That's I'm possible. Here. Anything is possible. Again, we know that, that scripture says anything possible to them that believe. Yes, and I believe that too, but we live in a country that makes, a, it, we have the ability and the accessibility to make any dream come true. Mm. You live in a world that, you can, that YouTubers that are 12 years old, 15 years old, are making a million dollars a year just online, just by putting their face online. I mean, right. that to me blows my mind. kids playing games and for playing games they making millions of dollars and so for me i want i i I will ask anybody that's listening to this you know transfer that heart that you have if you if you're struggling with the fact that man someone owes me something or i'm 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 down because of somebody else uh take bitterness and hatefulness out of your heart because what i say is Mm -hmm. bitterness is like a poison that you're drinking, expecting somebody else to die. Oh my goodness, so, that's powerful. And so <sighs> you gotta stop drinking your own demise. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. then if you're bitter and angry at somebody else, let that person go because really you're only killing and stopping yourself. And if you can remove that and bring in gratefulness and thanksgivingness and, and, and a heart of humility, that will springboard you to dreams. Right, gratefulness and thanks is given springboards you to dreams, and that's what you want to do. You want to be a dreamer. Wow, because I see kids today, and I see a lot of anger and bitterness and ungratefulness because I subbed in the school systems, and yeah. sometimes I think if only these kids could really see what they have in terms of even just their education, that they yeah. could use that free education, Come on. right, Come on. Come to on. do so many different things. Yeah. And not feel like the world owes you something. Come on. Because there's something that's going on in the mindset of our kids in these communities that they have to have these experiences. And that's what I want. I want them to have these experiences to see yeah. the world and to see how it's changed someone like yourself and how yeah. what you're doing in your work and your businesses. I mean, you're epiphany at 18. Like, look at what you're doing now. So, so talk a little bit about what you're doing now in terms of your business work and how that's being more global in mindset. Like, I know there's a lot of different things yeah. you're doing. So let me, let, me, let me start with, I'll answer the question. I'll start with this um, before I go to the answer because it hit me when you said something there. You know, we have a lot of kids that are sitting in their homes right now that might be listening, parents may be listening you know, I think the number one issue that we have, if, if I were to point it out of our country, mm-hmm. is is the, the missing link of what family is within the uh, family. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, my heartbeats is to get people to understand 
family units are the most important thing that you can put in place in, in any young person's life. You know what I mean? I grew up without a dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I received a dad, a heavenly dad, that helped right. me, mm-hmm. you know, be able to be a great dad today to my children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The family unit is the strongest unit. If we can get us to understand family first, I think we can trickle on into changing these mentalities that we have because a lot of young men and women are angry and are bitter and they're angry and they're bitter because they don't have a structure in their homes. You know what I mean? A lot of them. So it's not their fault. I mean, yeah, it's not their fault. They live in lonely, depressed because the environment around them is not conducive for growth. And I always say, if you don't have an environment for growth, you can have a great seed wrong environment, it still leads to death. And so if I have an orange seed and plant an orange tree in Ohio, it will not grow because Ohio is a frozen ground, right? And so we have winter here. And so winter freezes that seed. It can, you can tell me, man, these orange seeds are worth $3,000 a piece. And it still doesn't work because the environment is not conducive. And so one of the things that in my heart is to do is, is create conducive environments where our young men and women could grow in an environment that has growth in it and that they can grow strong. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So that, that is one of the heartbeats of, I believe, if we can tackle that, you know what I mean? Because I can take a young man, and I would love to take families, not just young people, families together, mothers, right, and their kids into other countries, right? So they can see as a family unit what they have within each other. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times there's not even a connection at home. You know, you got the kids doing their own thing. You got the, you know, the parents doing their own thing. You got some young, some young parents, since they're young, they, they think they're 12, you know what I mean? And they dress them like they're 20, you know what I mean? And they're 40, you know what I mean? It's time to be mom and, you know what I mean? It's time to be mom and dad, covering them yeah. over, you know what I mean? Be a mom and dad, create an atmosphere, right? And that's not for everybody, but we are struggling with our home structure, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into some of the things that we're doing now. I just wanted to tackle that because you said something about that young person being at home. Yeah. And I know what that is. I know what it is to be a young man, 14 years old, that if I would have seen my dad walking the streets, I probably would have killed him. I thank God that I didn't see him. And I thank God that I rectified my relationship with my dad at an older age. And I love my dad. Mm-hmm. And I understand now at my age that, that everyone has issues and everyone has their struggles and everybody has the reasons that, that they do what they do, right? And so I was able to, to have a, a heart for him because I understood as, as a grown man, yeah, you know, he made mistakes, but who doesn't, right? right. Who, yeah. Who's not? Every person yeah. is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And so what we do with our companies is um, several different things. We have a nonprofit, which we call, this is the way which is I'm out of right now at office. And here we have a co-working space where we bring young people and we train them on business, understanding business mentality, understanding entrepreneurship, understanding the marketplace, understanding kingdom entrepreneurship, that you've been placed for a reason to create something for a reason because you've been created to create by a creator. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You always should be creating. And part of entrepreneurship is creating and solving problems. And so if I see a problem, it's for me to solve the problem because I saw it. And so if I have eyes to see, then I have eyes to meet that need. And, and so taking on the responsibility. And so that's some of the things that we teach here. We do it through a holistic approach. We do it through spirit, soul, and body. We believe in, in, in a whole person being touched at the same time. So we educate our people to read, to begin to start reading, to begin mm-hmm. to start getting books like, uh, you know, like good to great, uh, books like, uh, 
uh, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek, some books like that. So then we give some spiritual books out like uh, uh, In the Secret of His Presence. And so we help them understand, you know what I mean, a, a whole round person and a whole person. Then if I'm whole and I'm good in here, then I can give, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Her, right. Her, right? Whole people make other people whole. You know what I mean? And so we try to give a holistic point of view from the nonprofit. And so part of that is we're working on a coffee shop. We're working on a salon. So many things we're working on. We also have companies that we own. We own a company with my business partner called 22 Ventures. And what we do is that we acquire other companies and we acquire companies that need technology. We put technology in. But a lot of times what we try to do is take kids uh, that are black and brown kids and try to give them jobs and positions that they would hopefully not normally get unless we give them the opportunity. So we try to create opportunities for those paths to become CEOs of the companies that we have acquired, you know what I mean? To become COOs, to become, you know, high level positioning jobs and create a beeline to that, you know, like the coffee shop, for instance, we're working on the coffee shop we're working on is a nonprofit coffee shop where we're going to uh, be hiring re-entry folks of folks that have been incarcerated at one time or have a, a felony in their records that can't get regular jobs. And yeah. I was talking to a young lady that she's a waitress and my wife and I were talking to her and we already have her in mind to become the manager of the coffee shop. And she's like just crying because she says, I've applied everywhere, but I just cannot get a job. Job. We right. want to give people opportunities. I feel yeah. that my greatest calling in life in this world is to give people opportunities to become the greatest them that they can become. And that so that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And so we own a company in Israel uh, where we teach people. Again, part of our thing is to, is to provide education. You know what I mean? So we provide education on Christian and Jewish relationships and on Jewish, Israel right now is the tech capital of the world. They're the uh, tech capital of the world? Israel? The world. Israel. There's more Israeli companies in the NASDAQ 500 than any other country. They are ruling right now. I did They have know more that. money go through there for technology than Silicon Valley. Wow. That big. Uh, um, a lot of companies that we use, if you use Waze, Waze is, a, Waze is, a, is the app to go from place to place place that's an israeli company there's a lot of things that apps that we use that we don't know are israeli companies and so what we try to do is educate people with israel and the tech that's there because i love technology and i love the creation of technology i love the fact that we can create and i love that any young person that's listening to me right now but no, even if you're not young we have more things available to our fingers to create content to create different things than we yeah. ever had just being in on being talking, you we you and I are in two different places right now. Right, right, yeah. This and put this online so someone else can see it is amazing. And so anyone can actually do it, right? And so yeah. that's the try. Some of the things that we try to do to educate them to do it to be successful. So speaking about international things, so how do you think people or other corporations can um, or should get involved to donate and sponsor kids to go? abroad and help out in different missions. I know you have the things that you're doing, but there's so many, like we have a program called Global Diversity Abroad, yeah. and we're lacking 
we don't have the funding to send the kids. Like we're always going after grants and it's just, we we found it very difficult to get the money needed to bring kids abroad. And so, um, so what do you think about having like major corporations like sponsoring kids as, as part of their curriculum in school? They made some changes in the high school graduation. Um, um, the, when the credits that they get right now, yeah. some of them, they have changed. And I've been advocating for kids to have these experiences to travel. Yeah. You know, um, I'm just curious, how do you think something like that could even get started and going so knowing I, that it's a necessity? Well, I think I, I would, I would do industry specific. Right. And so I would, I would talk to CEOs. If, if a CEO is listening to right now, if you have CEO and you're a company, let's say just 20 to a hundred people, your company, you're going to need more employable people that understand your industry, right? right? Mm-hmm. And let's take it from any industry. Let's take it from the healthcare industry um, all the way to um, um, uh, transportation. Transportation, right? okay. Right, so let's health and industry and transportation. Well, we know that uh, with the health side, there's places like Germany that have done so much advancement, right, in the health side, right? Yeah. If I can take a group of high school kids and Take them in my industry of health. Let's say Montcalmo local. Let's say we go to Montcalmo, you and I, east and west, and say, hey, listen, we, we're just trying to educate kids and, and, and expand them for who they are as people and let them know that the world's bigger than they are and they have opportunities here in the health field. We want to get more diversity in the health field here for you. Why don't you sponsor a trip for us to take kids to Germany so that they can see uh, some of the latest um, – breakthroughs in cancer some of the latest breakthroughs in robotics in the health industry you sponsor we'll put your name on it we'll put everything everything will be mark on with this mark on with that when we get there but they'll spend four days and i promise you those four days will change their life and hopefully create out of them people that will want to go to your schools because i know mark Alma has a mark Alma school of nursing, nursing right? yeah Let's say we go to the Sudan and take a group of nurses and potential nurses from here, from the from kids that never been out of this place. We take them with a group of nurses to Sudan. They get to see nursing nurses helping people that need to be helped in the health. That they need just to check their fevers. They need to give them medicines. They need to you know so they whatever it is they need to do. These these kids are seeing these nurses on hand with these kids, hopefully transfer something to them when they come back home, mm-hmm. they's like, I want to be a nurse. Right, and I'm going to yeah. go to Carmel Nursing School because they helped me go have this experience that changed my life. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's an idea. You can do it with Nationwide Arena. You can do it with Nationwide. So many companies here that are ready to say, I know you need a workforce. I know you need a work. I know you, even in factory work. Yeah. This factory, we can go to Mexico and take a group of kids to factory and seeing an industry, a factory that's getting paid a lot less than what they would get paid here. Uh, they would say people sweat their butt off. Yeah. A factory out there and say, well, if they can do it for two bucks out there, I'm going to do it for Amazon for 18 Amazon right now, distribution center is paying $18 an hour. Wow. So wow. Amazon, if you go to Amazon and you say, hey, I want you to sponsor a group of high school kids to mm-hmm. go to an overseas trip, whatever factory you have anywhere else in the world. We want to take them and tour that in another country. Mm-hmm. They're going to learn real quick that, man, that $18 on Amazon, 
it's going to be worth more than that I'm going to Mexico and three dollars. The same Amazon companies charge paying them three dollars an hour, and they're working harder. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's so, a good idea. I would definitely go industry specific, okay. and I would go and, and and make it about them. What I've learned about giving is that people give when they know it's going to benefit them, and that's just the sorry part about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get something out of it. If I know I can potentially garner attention. Right, social media attention. I can go to attend, especially Montcalm, that they're having a lot of negative energy. Right, they can use some positive they energy. They can use some positive right? energy. You got that right. A group of twenty kids to another country on a health-related trip to learn health in other countries and how it's working. Yeah. And then in return, they get publicity, but hopefully, they get nurses and doctors out of that trip that will pay off in the ten to twenty-year run. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. That's what I would do. I would definitely do industry specific, and I think you'll have industries that are ready to step up and give to a cause like this. You know what I mean? They just gotta have that vision put in front of them and say, "Hey, this will benefit you, right?" This will again with Amazon. I will I will give you potentially twenty workers in your corporations. You know what I mean? Right away when we get back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You take a a, a group of high school seniors alone. You know what I mean? You can take that group of high school seniors and return them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And next year, they can be working in, in, in Amazon. So Yeah, it, it changes you in such a, a great way. So what is it that you want to say? Is there any words of, I know you said a lot that's already just so powerful, powerful in, in the fact that how it changed you going abroad and living abroad. Right. And I'm so focused in this mindset to really help kids. So if there's a young kid out there now just wanting to know, well, I want to be active. I want to get out. I want to travel and maybe be a part of some programs. Like, well, how would they go about doing some, something like that? What, what the, do you think? the number one thing they can do is ask, I'm, I'm going I'm to take it from a local level to a city level, state level, and I'm going to go like that. So in your local level, if you're in high school right now, mm -hmm. go to your guidance mm -hmm. counselor high school and say, I, I want to do more. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. So hold on. You want to, so go to your, um, your guidance counselor, right? I want to do more. You want to do more because this is the thing. You have to go to them because they're you. certainly not going to come. Now going to come to you. You got to go to them, knock right. on their door and make them work. Make let, them work. Let me say it again. Make them work. I'm not saying if you're guidance counselor, I'm saying that I'm not, don't get mad at me. Right. I'm saying, sometimes, you know what I mean? We, we can sit back and let, and let know. Kids, go make them work and say, listen, I want to be in a pro find me a program to be a part of today that I can give my life to. And so that start there. If that does not work, I will then go into your local city, uh, whatever municipality there is there. If you in the city of Whitehall, go to the mayor's office. If you're city of Columbus, go to the mayor's office. Knock on their door. Go to the secretary and say, hey, listen, I'm a young person. I'm a junior in high school. I want to do more. What can I do to get involved? Go to that city level. Then if that, if that doesn't satisfy you, go to the state level. There's a state house here with a house of representatives that you can go to and knock on their doors and say, how can I help? How can I give myself to you? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's because kids don't know that. They're not, but this is a thing I feel like. They're not motivated to do that, yeah, right? Yeah. To yes. do those things. They're so caught up into the music, the, 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 their their groups, their tribes, so to speak, yeah. their mundane day-to-day -day kind of things. Yeah. Like, there needs to be a spark. There needs to be there, something. There needs to be, I call it an awakening. 
an right? awakening. That's what right? it means to be. An awakening. And, and, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say this in your podcast. Um, to me, an awakening happens spiritually first. You know what I mean? Okay. To me, my, my heart is for them to get a spiritual awakening. You know what I mean? For them to get in touch with themselves and who they really are. And okay. once they find that identity and, and a spiritual awakening, they will really have that awakening. Because without that, again, our kids are are satisfied. I've literally talked to kids and say, I'm cool. Well, you playing videos or the, I'm good. Mm. I mean, that's their mentality. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah. I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm chilling. I'm good. And, and we're like, no, you're not good. You're 30 years old and still playing video games. You're not, you're not good. You know what I'm saying? They just doing the same thing, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it has to happen that spiritual awakening. Yeah. And, 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 and once that spiritual awakening happens, then they really fall in touch with uh, identity and, and purpose, right? Why am I on earth? Why, what am I here to do? You know what I mean? Because you were created by a creator to create. If I can leave any young person with this, hopefully this will motivate you. You were created by a creator to create. You are a creative being. The Hebrew word for creation is barak, meaning that you have a creative power. You know what I mean? That you can create and make something out of nothing. That's within you. Right, and but if you don't know that's within you, you will never tap into that. You know what I mean? And that's all entrepreneurship is. Entrepreneurship is people knowing who they are, taking what they know, and solving problems for the world. You know what I mean? That's a real entrepreneur. Right? A real entrepreneur is someone that solves problems, but they can't do it unless they know who they are first. Right. right. Who you are has to be uh, awakened into that, knowing who you are. You know what I mean? Only that I have to say is to any person that's listening, young or old, we really can be whatever we want to be. It's up to you. Um, and if you're not motivated, if you're depressed, if you're lonely, uh, find a friend to talk to. You know what I mean? I know, especially at this time of the year, um, it's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. Don't let nobody take you away from you. I'm gonna say that again. Don't let nobody take you away from you. I don't let people around me take me away from me. I center myself and people have to come to my to me and to who I am instead of me breaking myself up in pieces, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't don't get it. If you can't buy a gift, don't buy a gift. Make a gift, you know what I mean? Right. If you can't make it, just love on somebody. There's nothing like love and family, you know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes if you don't have it, you don't have it, and it is what it is, and I guarantee you, your child wants you to love them more than anything else. Absolutely. Don't put undue pressure. Be honest with it. Be integral, be authentic, right? And, and so to me, uh, if you ever, ever want to find your own identity, what I would say is say these words, and, and this is what I would leave you. Say these words. I've been created to be a creator, but I need to meet you, creator. I need to meet you today. And that's it. And I think asking to meet the creator, he will introduce himself to you. And open yourself up to that. Yeah, be ready to yeah, all ready. the wonderful opportunities that await you. Come and on. You travel, you can experience some great opportunities that will literally change your life and your mindset and your world. And I'll leave them with this. If it can happen to me, a kid from the South Bronx, a kid that is teacher in middle school and in high school will sit down and cuss us out and say we'll be nothing, will call me monkey. If it can happen to me, and I've traveled the world, I've traveled the world, what a blessing. If it happened to be a little bronze kid working in Harlem, delivering the newspaper at 11 years old, it can happen to you. God is no respecter of person. He loves you just like he loved me. 
You know what I mean? It's just you being willing to say yes to him and have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to obey. Okay. That's right. You gotta learn obedience too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, Thank you so much. Daniel. It was an honor. It was an honor. This is so I mean, we, nice we can do this for hours, right? I mean, yes. I just love man. The way you think about the world things is just like yes, yes. It's, it's it's all about that. I'm so glad you've had those experiences, and I just can see how it's changed you. This just like it changed me, and so give it, we both it. giving that back to the you know kids for trying to pay it forward, right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. We, we will change to change. That's it. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. So we got to do it again. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, right. Daniel. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. Bye.